This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. We're chatting today to Alex Pappas from Hillsong Young and Free, who are dropping their fourth album, All of My Best Friends, uh, one of 2020's most anticipated music releases for this year. And welcome to the show, Alex. Good to have you on. Thanks so much. Great to be here. And congrats on the brand new album, All of My Best Friends. It's the fourth project from you guys. Tell us all about the brand new album. Well... I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy that to think that we've been at it for like eight years now, and um, yeah, we we don't feel potentially as young as we once did. Still very free, very free. <laughs> good, but, um, good. No, this album was really fun, man. I feel like we, you know, as we started dreaming up what it could be and when we would do it, it was just sort of like not that we felt like we lost any of that original zeal, but you know. That first album, We Are Young and Free, that we recorded at our summer camp, it was just like, and what's funny is even looking back is, you know, we wanted it to be a studio album, right? Because we were more of a pop group and, you know, you don't hear live electronic pop music all that much, right? Mm. So, you know, you know, we as, you know, young people at the time were just kind of like, no, nah, we want it to be studio. But luckily we had some great mentors in a world that were like, just trust us and do uh, a live recording. And obviously that first sort of album, like what we captured, the energy of our youth ministry and it being at summer camp was just unreal. And so not that we've not been able to capture that since then, but we just sort of thought, let's take it back to that. And as we all sort of, anyone who lives in Australia remembers what it was like in January this year. And so we, we had to move our summer camp indoors and uh, we did it at our Hills campus because there were some fires going on and had to keep our young people safe. Mm. But I tell you what, it was the coolest thing watching how resilient the young people in our church were that were just like, obviously they look forward to, like anyway, we looked forward to summer camp all year and it had to change, but they brought the same level, if not more, of faith, of energy, of excitement. And oh, that night was just so electric and so yeah we're just stoked that you know we kind of got to bring it back to that and people are going to get to hear that and experience it hopefully and feel like they were in the room with us Mm. now for this new album i yeah i looked at the track list there's a lot of new songs on here and a lot of variety of different sounds and things that are going on here uh but for you personally are there any tracks that you've been uh, personally really impacted or shaped by oh yeah i mean I think one one of the songs which I didn't write, so this is just uh, this is just truly how it's impacted me. Is, <laughs> there's this song called "World Outside Your Window," and we released it the same day with a song called "As I Am," and yeah, and I think so uh, so meaningful and you know uh, I would say prophetic ahead of kind of what obviously we would see taking place in the world and people really being enlightened to changes that potentially need to be made in uh, the world in a global scale, but also on a very individual scale. And, um, and, you know, we, you know, we feel strongly about being a voice for, for change. And, you know, people aren't looking to us for a news source, but we want to, we want to help inform people of what God says and what the Bible says. And um, yeah, this song called world outside your window. I just remember the first time I heard it as the guys were working on it. And a few days later, seeing us sing it live in front of young people and just to latch on to the fact that, you know, 
you know, that title, it's, you know, it's a bit on the nose if, as I'm describing it, but there is a world outside our window. There is a world that, and we play a part in making a change in it. And, you know, I especially love seeing young people grab a hold of a song like that and getting on board with believing that whether you're 16 or 65, you can make a change in your world and that God has given you all the tools and everything you need to make a difference. And yeah, that song has been special to me personally in my life and my ministry, but also just amazing watching it latch on to young people as well. Mm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I remember when you guys released that, it uh, seemed like you weren't planning on it at the time, but it just spoke so well into the current situation and what's going on in the world. And yeah, it's it's amazing to have that impact. Um, Now, uh, stepping aside from your music a little bit, judging by your socials, of course, you guys, the Young and Free guys, have been keeping busy with finishing up the new record, but also having a heap of fun. Uh, personally, I've especially enjoyed on YouTube Pranks with Puppets. Tell me a bit about that. that that's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I I think, like, a, a well-kept secret for the last week is, like, that I, I, I really like doing accents. I'm not so good at impressions. <laughs> they don't ask me to try and like, I can't do a Pastor Brian. I can't, I can't do any of those, but I've, I've always been really fascinated by accents. And, and so. Would you, you know, be able to answer the, the next part of the question in an accent? Maybe a German one or whatever you want, your favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, what probably one of my favorites is just being Pommy Pap, you know, so this can be a, a shout out to Josh Grimmett. I see, I see that we might talk about him in a second, but uh, Josh, yeah, so like, I love doing a British accent, and it's really funny, like, we've been, you know, we've been touring for so long, and like, you know, we don't necessarily do youth every single Friday night anymore these days, we're away so much, but as soon as the world locked down, you know, here we are, just doing youth every week, doing it online, trying to bring something special. So anyway. Oh, man, I'm so, f- <laughs> I'm so floored how good that is. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's cheesy, but I do my best. But no, I mean, yeah, like, obviously we, we're sad to not be out there playing and traveling and getting to bring our songs, you know, to all the different places in the world. But it has been really special being able to, to do youth every week again and Obviously, absolutely absurd things like pranks with Pat have been birthed out of that, but it's been a lot of fun. That's so good to hear. And is there anything else particularly that you've been doing, either personally or as a group, to stay positive and have fun, especially at the moment? Uh, well, we actually got very into tennis. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> good. Crew, yeah. I don't know if that's a real old man thing as well. It's not quite golf, you know, so I feel like <laughs> still young with that but um no i, I know no, a lot of people I, my age who've been getting into tennis and have been going as a group as well too i reckon it's actually making a bit of a comeback i know and I'm, I'm all for it but i mean you know what like this this to me like this sort of time actually so does show the need for you know in my opinion big c the church and community in that like yeah if you isolate yourself like it's really easy to allow negative thinking and, you know, like harmful, you know, disappointed, like behavior sort of take over your world. But if you surround yourself with friends, whether or not you can actually be in the same place, like we have a weekly family Zoom call that we just catch up and talk about highlights and this and that. And but, you know, it, personally, it helps me having that community helps me stay positive, help me think about things bigger than myself and all that stuff. And 
Yeah, and I just I just can't emphasize enough like how important community and in that the church is at this time. Mm, definitely, yeah. I think that the church is more important than ever, despite the fact that it's um, you could say more scattered or less visible, but the impact is most definitely still there. Um, yeah. And speaking of impact, now your music, Young and Free, you guys have been placed on some major pop playlists in the past, and and on this album, you guys also worked with uh, Josh Grimmett, as you mentioned, from English house group Good Boys, on a bunch of the tracks, and you can definitely hear some of that clubby influence, especially on a track like Need Your Love, and of course your lead single, Best Friends. Um, it was interesting to see the reaction online. I think it was it was overwhelmingly positive, but a lot of people were surprised that it was more of a kind of you know more of a pop song, more of an indie pop song, less of a worship track. Um, I personally love the sound of it, by the way. But um, how do you guys see your songs reaching young people, say in the next few years, especially as your music continues to progress and reach more people? Well, I mean, I think ultimately, like stylistically, at least, you know, we're always hoping to stay genuine to who we are and, you know, best friends and all that. So, like, I feel like it was so, I felt like it was such a cool, like, almost like rock song, you know. Ben mm. Tan, our lead guitarist, writes this, like, chorus driven like lead line that you know who like no one's made chorus cool in a few years and and yes like we just want to make sonically songs that are, are genuine and fun to us that we have a good time singing and and playing and and lyrically you know even best friends you know just to speak about that one is you know it's funny like aiden and the guys like wrote it and brought it to our you know our are teaching pastors that, you know, usually that they look over every single lyric that comes out of our church. And, you know, it's funny if we got permission for it and they were like, yeah, well, maybe it won't necessarily be a song we sing in church and maybe it'll just be a song for the album, etc. And, and it'd be a ministry tool in its own right. And, you know, it's funny, the first time we sang it, you know, we got off stage and, and spoke to the teaching pastors and, and they were just kind of like, because it was, people latched onto it so well, it was kind of like, well, looks like we're going to sing it in church. And, <laughs> and you know what, like, again, like I, to, to, to reemphasize, yeah, I suppose in a lot of ways it, it doesn't necessarily feel as much like a, a worship song, but, you know, in its out, outright, uh, you know, lyrical nature pointing towards glorifying God, it, you know, in that sense. But I truly believe that a lifestyle of worship, which we talk about worship being so much more than just singing a song, a lifestyle of worship is is a community of people growing in deeper faith, growing in, like we talked about, understanding that there is a world that needs to be reached and a world that needs need to be saved, a world of people that are choosing to go against cultural norms or expectations, choosing to go against the flow. And to me, like, yes, perhaps you might be able to argue like, oh, well, I'm looking for uh, this outright worship lyric in my worship song. And you know what? That's amazing. And I think we've got songs like that on the album. But we also feel a calling and a deep pull to reaching a generation that would see more than just singing a song, but actually a call to arms of this lifestyle of worship that would, yeah, be bold and go against the world and actually speak truth of who Jesus is in every aspect. And so hmm. in the future, I don't know sonically what we'll sound like. We'll continue to be genuine to who we are. And lyrically, we're going to be continued to just be who we are as our faith grows and develops and deepens. Mm. 
Yeah, most definitely. And I think that even for, um, I mean, speaking back to a song, even like Oceans, that was a very outright worship song. Yet that has been, you know, one of your most listened to songs from Hillsong of all time and covered by, you know, pop artists as well and all that. So, you know, your music obviously has so much appeal and reach regardless of what it sounds like and how, you know, direct the lyrics are or not per se. But um, for you, do you guys see your music going into the mainstream or is, is that a goal that you guys... I guess, actively push towards or not necessarily? You know, it's not something that we actively are pushing towards, but, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in, uh, you know, I think most people, I mean, I mean, some people might just only listen to worship and Christian music, and, and if that's you, that's totally fine. But, you know, lots of other people, they don't just listen to, uh, Christian music, listen to love songs or rap and hip hop and R and B and and whatever. And you know, you might listen to a song with uh, a lyrical sort of thing that you potentially don't subscribe to that lifestyle. But mm. we often just, you know, good music is good music. And mm. and I've got faith to believe that you know that we might just write music like Oceans, like Best Friends, that just because other people of the world don't subscribe to Jesus. Uh, yet, I'm putting up quote-unquote uh, fingers, yet that they don't yet subscribe to Jesus, that good music would speak for itself. And, and so, you know, our prayer would be that, you know, that as we make quote-unquote good music, that as it goes out, it would be that ministry tool that potentially peels back one layer of their heart that perhaps maybe they're a little bit more open to the message of Jesus, and then another song. And it might be the tool that gets somebody into a church it might be this or that. And so, yeah, it's not what we're trying to do necessarily, but if God can use it for that, we are very up for it. Brilliant. I'm totally with you, man. I, I agree. I think that good music is good music regardless of what it sounds like. Now, lastly, I've heard you mention that your childhood dream was to travel the world and play, play music while impacting people in a positive way, which I think you definitely achieved. But what advice or personal wisdom would you give to someone listening right now who has those, those same hopes and dreams, maybe doesn't sure how to, how to navigate it or where to go from here? Yeah, awesome. I, I would just say, and 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 I and I say this because this is what I have done, is that, you know, from day one, you know, as a 15-year-old who got saved at a, you know, big youth conference and heard Hillsong United songs for the first time, and, you know, you know, eyes were open to the fact that church music could be really cool, and I grew up just only hymns, and I love hymns. Let me preface, I love hymns now, but when it was the only thing you heard as a, teenager you kind of like uh rolled your eyes a little bit anyway all that, all that to say you know you know my my eyes were just wide to what could be you know my dreams and, and all this stuff but all i've done from 15 to however old i am now which is a little older than that um i've just whatever god's put in my hand i've been a good steward with it and i've worked really hard and and you know as as a as a christian i do believe that with uh, the greater the calling comes a greater sacrifice. And obviously we look at Paul in the scriptures and he had such a massive calling on his life, obviously, but there was so much sacrifice that went along with it. So much personal sacrifice of praise and pretty much everywhere he went. And, you know, I'm not saying that we get called to a life of suffering, but um, what I am saying is that, you know, throughout the year, there's going to be hard years. There's going to be things that 
yeah, you're going to have to go, oh, you know, like, like I don't get to live necessarily a normal life and do and do every single season with my closest friends. You know, I get to jump back in when I'm home and, and this and that. And that seems like such like a, a small sacrifice. But, you know, all, all that to say is just if, if you've got your desires for this, if you've got your eyes hoping for this and praying for it, God's going to put things in your hand. He's going to put things on your plate. And um, just be a good steward with it and just watch and see as you work hard and as you continue to make sacrifices as he'll unfold it. You know, it, you know, the scripture talks about the unforced rhythms of grace. Walk with me. And, you know, I think we often want to run ahead of what God is, is calling us to. But sometimes he just wants us to continue the long journey, the long walk and trust that he's going to bring you to where he intends for you to be. Mm-hmm. That's what I encourage anybody. Awesome. Alex, thank you so much for sharing that. Really appreciate it. And thanks so much for spending time with us on Fresh tonight as well. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.